Lipstick Bodyguard looks just like an innocent little lipstick, but it'll instantly drop any attacker to his knees so you can get away unharmed. Lipstick Bodyguard, fear no evil. Get yours today only at LipstickBodyguard.com. Broadcasting from behind the Second Amendment Iron Curtain in the shadows of the New York City skyline, this is Gun For Hire Radio, the voice of one million New Jersey gun owners, with your hosts, Sandy Berardi and Master Firearms Trainer, Anthony Calandra. Live from the land that freedom forgot, the most listened to Second Amendment broadcast in the nation. Welcome to it. Yes, and this show is going to be a little different because uh, it's Sunday, and on Tuesday, after Memorial Day, we are going to hear from the U.S. Supreme Court uh, what the options are with our Rogers case. So, because everybody's hyped up about that and uh, wondering what's going on, I brought uh, John Pascarillo on the show, second time. Good morning, John. Morning. Thanks for having me. You're very welcome. Uh, John is a student, and uh, he goes to school. Was it Tennessee? No, it was uh, UAG, but uh, Universidad Autónoma de Guadalajara in Mexico. But oh, that's right. That's I'm right. Rota- I'm rotating in. I'm uh, sorry. I'm rotating in Arizona. Right okay, now. he's in Arizona, so we're gonna. He's gonna be on the whole show because he's gonna be talking about the future of our world because he's a uh, he's a 28 year old in a world today where 28 year olds uh, for the most part have a different uh, sense of the world they don't believe in history they believe in futury of what the world is going to be like but I wanted to hit a few uh, housekeeping things last week was a media (coughs) bonanza for me I was on the front page of the Sunday London Times uh, there was an article. Uh, this woman came in to interview me, Laura Pullman. She did a really good job with the interview. I read it. Of course, there's a lot of uh, anti-gun jabs in there, but she sent me a copy of the article without the title, and I went to get it off the London Times website, and I couldn't because there was a paywall, and somebody sent it to me, and the title of her article was, My First Date with an All-American Killer. Oh, my God. Okay. Now, unfortunately, she wasn't referring to me. Uh I thought that would have been cool, right? (laughs) She was... No? She was referring to the AR-15. Oh. Which is okay. Uh, But the article was pretty good, and it's interesting, Sandy, because there were many quotes from people who commented underneath, I shot my first gun at Gun For Hire. I had a great time at Gun For Hire. These were people from the UK. Yeah. Then I had a customer come well, in. Well, you get a lot of visitors oh, yeah, from a, overseas. Yeah, from isn't that impressive? Right? From the UK. We get yeah. a ton of people. So how about this? How about a guy walks in yesterday on Saturday from Scotland, and he brings me a copy of the London Times. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. So now that I have it. Nice. I have the, the the original copy. He says, that's how we found out about you. We had a scheduled uh, holiday in the States, and we read the article, and that's what brought us here. We're staying in New York. Thank you, London Times. So thank you, London Times. Now, also, Andrew Wilkow, who's a Jersey guy. He mm-hmm. does the Wilkow Report uh, mm-hmm. for Blaze TV, Glenn Beck's and uh, Mark Levin's Blaze TV. Andrew came in two weeks ago and did an entire show here. And then after me, he went and interviewed Maj Ture, talking about unity and diversity in, uh, in the shooting uh, <clears throat> family. I haven't seen the show yet because Blaze TV is a $300 uh, subscription, and I really I don't do much of that, that type of media. But 
supposedly in about two weeks it will uh, be public domain, but it was Blaze TV episode 154. Democrats dropped the act. Gun control will not make us safer. And it's uh, Wilkow. So pretty cool. And a few days ago, Vice News, HBO Vice News, did a whole, they were here for three days, a total of five and a half hours. And I'm... Uh, <laughs> They were here during our uh, last show. The last show. Yeah. And uh, I, they did a five-and-a-half-minute piece on me. They had me cussing and everything, which is really cool. Hmm. Uh, Julia and uh, Joshua Hirsch, I think, did a good job listening to uh, my side and my tact. So that will be uh, available on YouTube today's Monday, Tuesday, the same day as the Rogers case. I will be posting the YouTube link for that because of copyright laws with HBO for seven days. It's protected, which I which I understand. So uh, everybody out there, uh, cross your fingers, cross your toes, and uh, really say a prayer for the uh, uh, the Rogers case. Again, they can either hold it, they can grant it cert, they can send it back down. There's m many, many options there. Let's hope that they grant it cert. Uh, if they do, uh, New Jersey, the Attorney General, the Governor, Loretta Weinberg, they're not going to want. They're not going to know whether they should go shit or go blind to be honest, yeah, right. if it's granted cert. Uh, so let's hope that the uh, that it goes our way. Now, interesting, uh, a few days ago, I spent uh, 27 years of my life, 31 years old, I started Gun For Hire part-time. 2006, I went full-time, so that's 13 years full-time and uh, 14 years part-time. 27 years building my name, building my brand. Six years ago, we did a TV show. Remember the TV show for Fremantle Media, Sandy? Jersey yeah. Loaded? Mm -hmm. Well, we did a TV show, and we did a, we shot a pilot. They spent about $2 million, and uh, then some tra gun tragedies happened, uh, you know, mass murder tragedies, evils, evil tragedies, and uh, they tabled the show. But when the show was being done, I had a very good lawyer tell me, listen, they're doing a show. Trademark your name, trademark your business name, and trademark your likeness. So that in the future, if they want to use any of that, they're going to have to A, ask permission, and B, most likely pay. So I trademarked my image. I trademarked my name with and without the middle initial, P for prick. And I, I, I trademarked gun for hire. Well, now, <clears throat> a couple of days ago, I started getting messages uh, from a lot of gun for hire supporters and stuff that when you search my name... Other gun ranges come up. They're using my name in their search engines and in their ads and their pay-per-click ads. Hmm. So That's smart SEO, but uh, yeah, but illegal. Yeah. So exactly. they will be getting uh, cease and desist letters, and I will sue if I have to because basically I ranted: stop riding my effing coattails. Do it the old-fashioned way, yeah. the way I did. Right. Twenty-seven years, Do it twelve hours a day, right. seven days a week. Right. Divorces, <clears throat> near bankruptcy, arrested, charges, probation, everything else that went with it. A mortgage, a second mortgage, eighty-five thousand dollars in credit card debt, and many, many more stories to get where I am mm -hmm. today. And I have three hundred and fifty thousand people in my email database, and we have a huge following and a huge following of supporters and you have people now using my name to garner uh advertising which well, is despicable if you remember 10 years ago when we started the show it was a little over the 10 years ago now 
the uh, the one thing that made it a super success was the fact that at that time you had already had fifteen thousand graduates from your program. Correct. Well, I'm we the largest purchaser of NRA training materials after the Boy Scouts of America in the United States, the largest. Yeah. So then I find out that this despicable competitor, well, I have no competition, but this despicable other entity, they're paying a bot, which I didn't even know it existed because I had to get a lawyer involved, on Instagram. I have 15,000 Instagram followers. They have like 2,000. Anytime somebody puts at gun for hire or hashtag gun for hire, a bot goes, got to check out, blah, 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 massive upgrade with a thumbs up. So got to check the, out their place. Yeah, the <laughs> bot is putting that underneath it. Yeah. So I sent a message to the website that generates the bots, and I said, well, "How much are they paying you? I need to know it from my lawyer." I didn't get a response, but all of them were pulled down <laughs> across <laughs> all the spectrum. And I sent a message back to them: "No problem, pull them down. All the screenshots were done. They're with my attorney already." All yeah. right. So. <clears throat> You know, I'm the type of guy where I talk to everybody, and I believe in the big tent, and we all need to be, you know, working together. But you know what? Karma, baby. Well, you see, the problem is this. Uh, they jumped on your coattails, and they jumped in in a market that is already saturated by you. And the only thing they know, because they're many of the owners of these so-called ranges are anti-gun, absentee owners who were in it for the buck. The money, yeah. You are in it from sunup to sundown. As long as I've known you, you've always been... This is a driving passion of yours. You cannot compete with a driving passion. If they think they're going to compete with 8 in the morning till 11 at night, 7 days a week, right. 365 days a year, bring it on. Well, yeah. it's, it's even more... Uh, sorry if I should jump Please, please. I just find it... Hilarious because they're not even men enough to face it. They're sending a bot to do your dirty, their dirty work. Yes, and it's like they're not even men enough to deal with you personally. It's just no, the robot will take care of it. So what does that tell you? Right then and there, what does that tell you Lazy. about their um, organization as yes. opposed to your organization? So I, I and it's you know, empty. It's, it's funny. Like <laughs> when I when I post on Instagram, there's like four surrounding ranges. When I post on Instagram, I don't hashtag those towns. Right. I kn you you, you right. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I don't stalk that stuff. Like, i got to be quite honest with you, so-called competitors, I haven't been on their websites in ever. Like, months, years, or whatever. No, nor has anyone I, else. I don't, look, I don't look backwards. I look forward. I'm worried about my own right. agenda. Exactly. I'm worried about my own business. I'm worried about how I can offer the best value to it. Listen, we have over 3,500 five-star reviews across right. every platform. Okay? I have 350,000 people in my database. But you know it's it's funny it's you, look, it's you have you are a tourist destination with tour buses that pull up in front of your uh, in front of your range every single so day. So you want to hear the last despicable move? My for you people that are not technical, my website we can look at Google Analytics, and for the past five years I've had less than a one percent bounce rate, and a bounce rate is when someone goes on your site for like a couple of seconds on the homepage and bounces off. Competitors started putting ads on uh, Google AdWords competing with me, and since their ads started April 14th, my bounce rate is 56%. And we contacted Google AdWords, and they said that it's due to your competitors clicking your sites to drive up your cost mm -hmm. for running your ads. Yeah. 
So they're going on and they're clicking my Google ads. So well, I you can spend I mean, hundred dollars that, a day. Another dirty. That you, you can hire people in Indonesia. To I do don't want to do that. Yeah, click farms and stuff. Yeah, I don't. Right. I don't do that. I, I believe right. in karma. I believe right. in paying it forward. You know. Right. While they're doing this shit, I've donated over four hundred thousand dollars in right. philanthropic stuff exactly. for the past six years here. Right. So you know what? Keep doing the shit you want to do. But now Google has addressed it, and they're looking at the uh, IPs, IP address of the people that are doing the multiple clicks every mm -hmm. day. And if they find that it's a competing business, they will pull their website down. Oh, that's good. So keep clicking away, some bitches. Keep clicking away. Do it all you want. If you get busted, then you got to pay for it. And as far as using my name, the letters will be coming soon. And if I got to sue you, listen, I'm 58 years old. I ain't got no kids. I do this full time. I would spend $10 million <laughs> no, to make sure you no, got to spend a million. This is true. I did that in a divorce. <laughs> this is true. That's one. Okay. That's one. I did it in a divorce, and I did it in a lawsuit already, where basically I said pride comes first. I will spend every single penny. I will wear a fucking barrel and suspenders, but I will walk away smoking a cigar happy, okay? This is what Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord, Romans twelve sixteen. <laughs> I have that tattooed on me. Jeez, I wish I had $10 million. So, yeah, don't, don't piss me off. I, when I was getting through divorce, I told my divorce attorney, I said, listen, you go tell her attorney that because what she did to me, I will spend $10 million to make sure she does not get $100,000. I will keep it tied up in the courts. So she better just settle for nothing because otherwise she's going to have a million dollars in legal fees. Well, she called my bluff, and it went on for two years, and she spent $250,000 in legal fees. I spent over a million, and guess what she got? Zero. Remind me never to piss okay. you off. Okay, <laughs> zero, because I don't give a shit. Well, it's all about principle with me. Yeah. I'm old school. I support all the other businesses in this state, all of them. I talk about them on the radio show and everything, and this is how you want to do me dirty? That's fine. Bring it on, son of a bitch. I can't wait to go to your auction. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, you can pick up some good <laughs> Next stuff. Next subject. <laughs> you know, barely used. Yes, next subject. So... <laughs> Uh, real quick, John, because I'm going to have you on the whole mm -hmm. show. Yep. Couple of endorsements. Tom Mastrangelo, Morris County Freeholder, member of Gun for Hire Range, NRA member. He's running for re-election for Mar Morris County Freeholder. Please support him. Do not forget Tony Gallo from Millsex County Sheriff. I need you to support Tony Gallo, NRA instructor, Boy Scouts, Lake Island. He's a big supporter of the youth shooting programs, and he's like me. He's a life member of the NRA. And, of course, we have Maggie Giandomedico, which is the uh, Maggie G is the uh, running for mayor for Elmwood Park. She's been to the range. She's got a couple of young kids. She's the one, John, uh, the Democrats attacked her and said she's not fit to have the $5,000 a year part-time mayor job because she has two young kids at home. <laughs> Isn't it the Democrats that say women need to break the glass you know, ceiling and stuff? The nope. Democrats say a lot of things so long as, you know, they want people to believe their rhetoric. And yes. when it comes to women, it's like, oh, yeah, you can go off and do your thing, but you have kids, you should do your thing. Or even if you're a person of color, oh, yeah, you can go off and do your thing so long as it's what we want. Otherwise, you're an Uncle Tom. So isn't that like yes. that type of like reverse racism? Correct. It's only okay when we're racist. Correct. You know? I mean... Isn't he smart for twenty? How, how many look, we can, look, how we, many hashtag <laughs> Me Too's were on the Republican side? I'm trying to, or on the conservative side? None. None. You know, funny thing about the Me that hashtag Me Too thing, 
whenever I see that, I don't see that as a hashtag. I see that as the pound sign. So whenever I see that, it says pound me too. Ooh. And I'm like, <laughs> wait a minute. What's the point of this? <laughs> I'm looking at this like, wait a minute. Yeah. Pound me too. Wait, what? what? I never I thought never, of that, you see, I, don't, I don't have Instagram. I don't have Twitter. I, I only Good. have Facebook and a phone and an email. That's it. I never got into that. I always thought it was stupid. Because yeah, who the hell wants to know what the hell I'm eating at six o'clock at night? You know, with the filter oh. over my food, I yeah. find that completely inane. But I digress. So Maggie G is an endorsement. Elmwood Park, Edward Durr down in LD3, Thomas Strangelo, Freeholder, and of course Tony Gallo, Middlesex County Sheriff. Uh, these are gun for hire. Anthony Calandro endorsements. These are not NRA or uh, ANGRPC endorsements. They're my personal endorsements. Now, all four of those people that I'm endorsing, I know personally for multiple years. I'm not endorsing somebody because John Pascarello comes in and says, oh, I want you to endorse my cousin. I, it doesn't work that way for me. So these are people that I know that if I'm in a bind, they're going to have my back, and I'm doing the same with them. So I'm pretty much done with uh, my... Uh, my uh, my tirade here, and I have John here. So you already heard him talk a little bit. He's 28 years old. He's going to college, and uh, he's he's definitely a minority because he's uh, he's conservative. And uh, there's a medical school, not college. Not medical school. Medical okay, school. Sorry, yeah. but you're uh, but uh, in in medical school, how many? What's your what's your specialty going to be when you get? I want to go into a surgery. Okay, so. I can show you stuff. Mm. Okay, when you're when you're right, Sandy. Don't trust him. He misdiagnoses and, and stuff. That'll trust. Oh, Jesus okay. Seriously, I had a thing on my nose. And right. Anyway, it's and a long I story. To you, I'm okay. not a dermatologist. I suggest you seek one because it's it doesn't look like said. anything you know, to yeah, me. It looks okay. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. And I don't. I can't look. I can't help it that your dermatologist needs a new addition on his home. Then I found out I had stage four acute angina or something yes. like that. <laughs> what stage yes. four? Stage <laughs> four <laughs> wishing <laughs> for shit. Yeah. The doc, the, uh. the future doctor is like what? <laughs> <laughs> what? Like those don't go together. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was a, that was an elderly couple in a senior citizen's home getting ready to play nookie. Here we go. And the woman said to the guy, before we go any further, I just want to warn you, I have acute angina. He goes, I hope so, because your boobs are ugly. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, uh. out of all the students in medical school, how many more years left do you have? Oh, I've got like six more months. That's it? Yeah. And I, then, I then, you have to, then you have to what? In turn? So, the way, the, way, the way it works is... Uh, you have to take these exams. It's all step one, two, and there's also step CS. Um, you take those three exams. You apply for residency, and you're basically at the mercy of what's known as the match and your score. Okay. So it's basically you shotgun out to whatever programs, and they get your interviews, and then they pick you sometimes. So you could be a resident in Chicago. Doesn't matter. You could be a resident yeah. in Cal Sandy, you did the same thing, but mm -hmm. in 1943. That's, that's when they referred to doctors as sawbones back then. Yeah, back Sandy then. started practicing before soap Pre was invented. Pre-anesthesia. <laughs> Pre-anesthesia. You bit your you belt in your wallet. Yeah, uh, Shot of gin. All right. So, so you don't know. So that was for the surgeon. Six months from now, you're going to finish. Yeah. Your, uh, and you're going to finish, and you're going to graduate. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to apply for all of these places yep. uh, for internship. 
Yeah, for uh, residency. residency. Now, how long is see? I fucked it up. For uh, for surgery, it's like five years, and then what I want to go into is trauma surgery, and that's like another year to two, depending. I want to actually. I'm hoping. But do you uh, get paid during residency? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you want to call it, if that. you want to call it that. Well, you, but you get a living wage at least. <laughs> well, you no? get a if wage. You want to call it that, yeah, <laughs> it's enough <laughs> to survive on. It's less than minimum wage. <laughs> Let's put it that way. And yeah. but but but. Back in the day, they said that you evil doctors make too much money, even though you don't start making money till you're close to 40. Somebody <laughs> yeah, like you, much, yeah. who wants to be a surgeon. You know, there's, there's so much uh, history and politics to that that I, I don't even know where to begin. And then let's, <laughs> talk, let's talk about the million dollars a year for malpractice insurance. Huh? Yeah. Uh, yeah, like my place. Mm -hmm. So now let me ask you a question. Out of how many students in your class right now? It was like a hundred or so. We were actually a pretty big class for what my school does. My school is like typically 60. From all over the world? Mostly Puerto Rico and the States. Uh, UAG, you know, Mexican school. Like okay. 50, I want to talk about their political standings when we get back. Okay. I want to tell you about my friend Katie. Katie is a nurse and she was attacked on her way home from work. She was totally taken by surprise. And although Katie is only five feet tall and 106 pounds, she was easily able to drop her six foot four, 250 pound attacker to his knees and get away unharmed. Katie wasn't just lucky that day. She was prepared. In her pocketbook, a harmless looking lipstick, which really contained a powerful man-stopping aerosol propellant. It's not like it was in our grandmother's day. Today, just going to and from work or to the mall can have tragic consequences. The FBI says a violent crime is committed every 15 seconds in the United States, and a forcible rape happens every five minutes. And chances are, when something happens, no one will be around to help. It looks just like a lipstick, so no one will suspect a thing, which is important since experts say getting the jump on your attacker is all about the element of surprise. Inside this innocent looking lipstick is the same powerful stuff used by police and the military to disarm even the most powerful armed aggressor. In fact, National Park Rangers use the very same formula that's inside this little lipstick to stop 2,000 pound vicious grizzly bears dead in their tracks. It's like carrying a personal bodyguard with you in your purse or your pocket. Darkness brings danger. Muggers and rapists use darkness to their advantage. We all know what it's like to be walking at night and hear footsteps coming at us from behind. Who's there? If it's somebody bad, will you be protected? Your life may depend on it. My friend Katie's close call needs to be a wake-up call for all of us, myself included. Pick up a lipstick bodyguard and keep it with you always. becoming a dangerous place for us women. Lipstick Bodyguard looks just like an innocent little lipstick, but it'll instantly drop any attacker to his knees so you can get away unharmed. And what better way to say I love you than giving the ones you love a gift to keep them safe? Lipstick Bodyguard. It looks just like a beautiful little lipstick, but just like a beautiful woman, it has the power to bring a grown man to his knees. Lipstick Bodyguard. Fear no evil. Get yours today only at LipstickBodyguard.com. Just follow the link on the GunForHireRadio.com homepage. 
my co-host. I hate my co-host. When we say stand by, I hate my co-host. We're live. Don't forget Shooters Gauntlet, ShootersGauntlet.com. Bob Ramo out in Monroe Town, PA, about three hours from here. Shoot out to 1,500 yards. Don't forget two knife rights, the Ultimate Steel Challenge. It's www.ultimatesteel.org, okay? In two weeks, we're going to be down the Blade Show, and we're going to see Doug and Sue Ritter and probably Todd Rathner and Evan Knappen for uh, knife rights. Uh, so you want to check out their Ultimate Steel fundraiser. 160000 in prizes right now. Tickets are a whopping 20 bucks a piece. Get your name in there. Do not forget, my guys, the Cheeseman case, okay? Cheeseman and Gillard. GoFundMe.com forward slash restore dash carry dash NJ. Both of them were denied. It's funded by them. We need the money. We need the donations. I've donated multiple times. Many people have. Support those who support you. So, John, so 100 kids, how many would you say share libertarian-type views like you? Uh, probably about 10 Ooh. out of 100. Okay. And I, I mean, I wasn't really going around taking a poll. I kind of wanted to keep but my you, politics You kind of get a feel, though. You got a feel, because you get a lot of the people from, like, the South, a lot of people from uh, Texas, mostly. You kind of knew where they stood in terms of uh, certain issues, whether it was uh, guns, abortion. You know, they, they kind of fell within the standard that uh, you would come to expect. Others were, had some more liberal views, but again, we didn't really speak too much about uh, politics down there. You really, there's no room to argue. But you know, the thing is, in Mexico, uh, while they're anti-gun, they're obviously also very anti-abortion. For uh, are they? Re- See, I didn't know anything about Mexican politics. Believe it or not, in, Mexi- yeah. in Mexico, there's only five <laughs> legal places you could have an abortion in Guadalajara. It, ha- it has to be sanctioned. I mean, obviously, unless there's a reason like the mother's life's in danger that's like the only reason to take wow it. see you just educated me there I had no idea oh yeah Mexico is uh, primarily Catholic it's like 95% uh, Roman yeah, Catholic yeah, I, I knew that you know, I the United that. States is, is far more liberal than even Europe so we're s- the real Sodom and Gomorrah now, just oh, like the it, Roman it, Empire. It, it truly is. I mean, this is <coughs> yeah, the only place it, where you can perform an abortion after the child is born. Yeah, which to me is disgusting. I mean, being you know, after studying medicine for as long as I have been in seeing so many different cases, it's uh, I've kind of had a good feel as to what should be allowed and what shouldn't be allowed. Um, one of which, um, mother's life's in danger, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, rape rape or incest, yes. and of course, if and this is this one's subject to scrutiny, but if the child is too sick to uh, maintain life outside the womb, we're mm-hmm. talking about mm-hmm. this covers everything from any minor deformity up into um, the child's not going to live more Correct. than a couple minutes. Correct. Uh, but what what sickens me the most? It's not so much just the, uh, the the this new liberal party saying, "Oh, um, we should have late term abortions." It's the fact that you have these women out there or these people in general that walk around with the shirts that brag, I had an abortion. You know, why would you brag about that? You know, as far as I'm concerned, that's your private business. Don't you know the old mm. the old saying is don't air your dirty laundry out in public. Correct. If you have that, it's not my business. I will not judge you for it. But if you walk around saying that this is, you know, oh this this is how it should be or like wearing the shirt saying something like that, no. Just don't Despicable, do that. It, it, it's gross, honestly. Like there are some things I'm not offended by many things, but there are some things that do kind of make my skin crawl, and that's one of them. So, 
you have a, you brought a whole list here. You're prepared. You're obviously <laughs> higher level, educated. You could hang with Sandy. Sandy <laughs> could teach you about infections. I can teach you how to use a scalpel. But go ahead. Yeah. What? <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, I uh, came didn't on. Didn't even have to be sterile. <laughs> well, that's well, how you it was back in the day. Sterilize those things. <laughs> <laughs> when did that happen? Uh, uh, quiet, Dr. Mangala. Uh, Dr. Mangala. Ooh, them's fighting words. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, I, uh, I decided to come on today just to discuss um, video games and gun culture, just the gun community. Uh, as a, myself, I've been a gamer for pretty much a good chunk of my life, and uh, if it wasn't for video games, I actually wouldn't have uh, gotten into firearms uh, the way I am today. And uh, I honestly think it's a great medium that uh, a lot of younger kids have a lot more access to than how it was back in the day mm -hmm. uh, to get involved with. So uh, basically, I, I, I like to cover four main points here. Just history, Hit the, me. what I call the good, the bad, and the ugly. So the history. In the beginning, there was pinball and life was good. <laughs> but someone thought... <laughs> but then someone thought, that's not good enough. So essentially, video games, believe it or not, started with a bunch of guys screwing around with the old radar equipment. It was just a bunch of CRTs and uh, that little radar dot bouncing around yep. the screen. I watched uh, my brother play Pong when I yeah, was Yeah, and that's actually how it... That's boop, originally boop, how it started. Boop, so boop. in the 50s, the 60s, that, that's what they were dealing with. And you had... Uh, the proto pong called table for or tennis for two it was made in like 1958 it was just a radar screen it was not like how pong is like it looks like a top-down view it was more like a, a horizontal view so you had like a center post and you're just bouncing the ball around so it was basically just pong but from a different view and then in 1972 pong came out and other games would follow pac-man donkey kong Missile and Command, iq Asteroids. went way down yeah unfortunately <laughs> Books? What are books? I play video games 87 hours a week. <laughs> well, that, yeah, that's when it. Yeah, that really got bad in the 1990s. I'd say when uh, video games started becoming more realistic uh, looking, and uh, because of that realism, of course, controversy follows. So there were three games uh, that really started the controversy, and uh, that was Mortal Kombat, it's a fighting game, mm -hmm. uh, Night Trap, which was a essentially a security room simulator. Uh, there's a whole story on that. And then uh, Lethal Enforcers, which was like a, an arcade shooter. And the only reason that one really got any flack was because it came with a, a plastic like light gun, which was you just point at the TV. And uh, if you watch the Senate hearings from 1993, uh, Joe Lieberman, who was in charge of it, actually said, oh, a kid can take this into a store and bring it. When in reality, if you look at this gun, it looks like something out of a cartoon. It's a big, you know, it's a caricature of like a, a revolver. So... Because of all this controversy, uh, a rating system had to be made. And Sega, which was one of the companies involved in the hearings with Nintendo, uh, came up with their rating system, which is called the Video Game Rating Council. And this is going to become important later on, so I'm just, I just want to cover the rating system. The show is yours. I'm, yeah. only, I'm fixated <laughs> on the Rogers case, and I want to hear what the yeah. youth, uh, what a 28-year-old right. future doctor so has to say. When Sega made their rating system, they had three ratings. General audience, which is GA, MA-13, and MA-17, which is mature audiences, 13 and 17. Well, the government didn't think that that was good enough, so they came up with their own board, which was the Electronic Software Rating Board in 1994, and all it did was add two extra ratings. So the board that we use in this country, you have EC for early childhood. These are like edutainment games, Sesame mm -hmm. Street, Dora the Explorer. Something I would play. Yeah. Very... He said yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, John. <laughs> well, I gotta keep it fresh. So, 
this rating is actually relatively rare. You don't really see it that often, but there's like 300 games with it. Then you had KA, which is Kids to Adults. This was later changed to E for Everyone, um, 1998 for simplicity. And uh, these ratings follow kind of a, a G, um, the movie theater rating. So gotcha. E is kind of like your G rating. Then recently you had E10, which uh, was one of the newer ratings. It came in in 2005. This is similar to a PG rating. Uh, T for Teen, which is uh, PG-13. M, which is kind of like your R rating. And then you have AO, which is essentially, uh, which is adults only, and this is essentially porn. <laughs> you know, there are game, there are porn games out there. They're very there, rare. There really there's, are? There really are. are. Wow. We uh, yo, yeah. we've got to investigate this. <laughs> but it's, but it's, it's animated, right? It's, it's computer it generated. Still yes, porn. It's still yeah. porn. It's still porn, but wow. it is out there. But there are some games that did have the AO rating because of gratuitous violence. I'll discuss that later on in the the program. Not not interested in that. <laughs> <laughs> and just wow. for, just for sake of comparison, there are other countries that uh, use their own rating system. Uh, Europe uses uh, what's called <laughs> That's Peggy. That's surprising. <laughs> yeah, Europe uses what's called Peggy, Pan European Gaming Information, and this is based on pictures and numbers. So. The number represents an age, and the picture is like uh, what type of themes are in the game. So, so what is the porn picture? I just think it's just XXX. That's all uh, they have on there. That's it. Well, it's actually, I don't really even think I don't even think you see that over there because uh, you know the governments control everything in that part of the world. So you coming to a neighborhood near you? Yeah, <laughs> pretty yeah, what much. What else is new? Yeah. Uh, so. Like I said, in Europe, the uh, age range is like 3 to 18, so you see like Peggy 3, Peggy 7. This is obviously for the age, uh, the ages that are meant to play this game. And then you have the pictures that have, like for violence, you'll see a fist with like a pal symbol around it. Or you'll see, if there's drug use, you'll see a syringe. And they do this because you have so many different languages in Europe that they needed a universal system. So mm -hmm. pictures are the only thing that worked. Uh, Japan. It's like here in the U.S. too. There's so many languages, you really need symbols. At this point, yeah. yeah. I mean, people don't understand what G means or uh, PG. But again, I'll I have plenty of uh, talking points about the the rating systems later on, like how they're actually failing. Uh, and just for sake of uh, comparison, Japan has their own rating system, Cero, which is a computer entertainment rating organization. And they go through A to A to Z. So it's like A B C D and then Z. Z being the worst rating ever. And a funny thing about Japan and uh, this country. In this country, we like to censor as much nudity as possible in any form of media, whether it's movies, video games, TV shows, whatever. In Japan, they want to censor violence. So here in this country, we censor all the, you know, all the crotch shots, all the titty shots, but we don't mind people getting their heads ripped off. But in Japan, they will censor that. They'll turn the blood black. They won't. They'll get rid of the decapitations. They'll get rid of all the blood, and yet they have no problem showing tits and ass off of a 16-year-old. It's but just don't the way they, the culture they, is. Uh, yeah, I know. They, they like kiddie porn there or something. Well, the reason why is the original age of consent in Japan was 13. They changed it huh? recently to, s I think it's 16 or 18 now. That's why. I hope it's 18. Yeah, I hope so, too. <laughs> my, friends are actually going to my friends are actually going to Japan uh, today, so... Uh, They'll let oh, us know. Hopefully, they don't get any okay. trouble. Japan's you know? on my bucket list. Yeah, yeah I have to. Really? I have to get out yeah. there myself. Well, well they changed the age of consent now. So, what the hell do you have <laughs> to do? With yeah, I date age appropriate. Yeah, I, that's I, very true. I'm not even. I'm 58. I wouldn't even date a 30 year old. <laughs> I wouldn't even date a 40 year old. A 30 year old would kill you. 48 <laughs> and up. Well, I want to have something to talk right. to. Exactly right. <laughs> oh my God. 
Oh yeah, it's like a phone booth. Oh, I never saw a phone booth before. What? <laughs> That's how you can tell the age yeah. gap when they don't know what. Yeah. Uh, What's phone a rotary booth phone? <laughs> or an ice cube tray? <laughs> get out! <laughs> an ice cube tray. Oh, the ice cube trays. Get, get <laughs> yeah. Sorry. And Carbon paper. <laughs> and then uh, just to round off these uh, ratings, uh, other countries like uh, Germany, especially, is a prime example of what happens when the government gets their hands on everything. Mm. They are so restrictive. They have this system. It's called the USK. I have no idea what it stands for. You feel not much. Yeah, basically, it is essentially a German word that's about this long, and I mostly I just consonants. Mostly, yeah. <laughs> they had little umlaus and that weird-looking nice. B. Uh, mm-hmm. And Australia also uses uh, their government classification, which is the uh, Australian number of kangaroos. Yeah, it's all yeah, kangaroos. It's all kangaroos. <laughs> yeah, actually, Australia. Believe it or not, Australia and Germany they they have some of the worst ratings because or rating systems because it's like if it's considered like, um, I guess unfit for the state, they will not allow it in. There's been a lot of Australian gamers actually are held up to this level of scrutiny where they actually have to either get a modded console or buy out-of-state or out-of-the-country uh, really? games. And sometimes that can be considered a criminal offense because if it's not meant to be in the country, you're not supposed to have it, and it's technically a crime. Bastards. But that's what happens when you have the government run everything. Look, that part of the How world... How do you censor the Internet? Yeah. Well, China How do you censor... Well, yeah. China, North Korea do that, but mm-hmm. also, you know, that part of the world will, you know, drop 20 laws at the drop of a hat because of a tragedy. Look what happened in New Zealand. Right. After that shooting happened, sure. um, a week later, they banned every AR-15. So right. for some right. reason, that part of the world just doesn't care. No. You know, they don't think. They're like, oh, this this will fix it. It's like putting a, a Band-Aid on a gash. Well, people forget that our country was founded by people who understood that. Mm-hmm. And Thomas Jefferson said, basically, our, uh, to paraphrase Jefferson, that our, the purpose of them was to keep the government at bay to make sure that the government never accomplished anything. Well, apparently the rest of the world didn't get that memo. So now moving on. Uh, no, they just moved here. <laughs> yeah, they just moved here, and they want to. They want to make <laughs> they want to make it. They want to make it look yeah. like their country. Yeah, like you know, it's exactly. like, oh, we, we want to be comfortable here. It's a friend of mine in the south used to say that you know the you know the difference between a Yankee and a damn Yankee. <laughs> damn Yankee starts looking for you know a Yankee comes to visit a damn Yankee starts looking for property <laughs> just so they can tell us <laughs> how they did it back home that's like yeah. yeah well didn't you leave home to yeah, get away from exactly home right. like come on this so now moving on now that we got the rating systems out of the way this is you know for the viewers at home now, now we're we got the background so as we know that there's nothing normal about the rating systems hit us no yeah, so now I want to get into the points of the good, like I said, the good, the bad, and the ugly, the good. And there's a lot of good here. So when it comes to video games, again, um, I think video games are a great medium for uh, younger uh, people or young, uh, children and uh, adults alike to just learn about firearms at a relatively uh, simple cost. You know, there are some places in some states where, you know, they don't have as many shooting ranges like you have um, in this part of the country, for example. Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, this this range in particular, but... You know, you go out to where I'm uh, doing my schooling in Arizona. You have a range like every five every five feet. So, you know, some yeah, it's, it's beautiful. So people have more access to firearms to actually, you know, play you with. Also, just walk outside your backyard and shoot shit. Yes, <laughs> yes, you so can. Absolutely, it's kind of nice. You, you don't have to drive far. Yes, yeah. it's beautiful. But in areas like this where it's crowded and there's not many places to actually go shoot and have fun, and also if it's too expensive for some people. You know, this is a better alternative. I mean, with certain games like Call of Duty, Battlefield, um, Resident Evil, Silent Hill, I mean, I can go on. You're able to use firearms virtually, so you're not 
hurting anyone or there's you know for the parents sake there's no risk of anybody getting hurt so long as you're being a parent and keeping up with them saying like okay you know you can't do this to a real person um but preferably um the way i got into guns was actually playing call of duty and medal of honor for the most part because it was introducing me to a period of firearms that i was not familiar with you know these are older guns we're talking stuff from world war ii you know i'm on grands mg42s mp40s and for a lot of people, that's going to be the only way that they're ever going to be able to actually use these weapons because they're either so rare or expensive, or some of them don't exist or aren't even in this country anymore, you know? Or, you know, the laws in your state just suck. But, um, for example, uh, there was a game called Battlefield 1 that came out a couple years back, and um, it was based around World War One. It had such an impressive list of firearms. I was blown away with the amount of detail and accuracy they had. I mean, they had weapons now that I'd never even heard of. You know, for example, uh, one of the weapons you can use is called, uh, you know, you have the 1903 Springfield, but mm -hmm. you can use uh, a device known as the Pedersen device, mm -hmm. which was a pistol cartridge, semi, uh, it was an insert that you took the bolt out, put it in, in the bolt, and or where the bolt was, and it turned the gun into a semi-automatic uh, rifle with 40 rounds of this 30 caliber pistol ammo. It was designed for, you know, trench raiding, but it never came to fruition because the war ended before it saw any kind of use. So There's one in the NRA Museum. Yes. You also get to use um, a early prototype of the Thompson, you know, the Thompson Annihilator from 1919. Again, you there's they're only in, these are museum pieces. And to go even further, there was another gun in there called the Hell Regal, which was like a uh, automatic. Uh, it was like a machine gun, but that used pistol ammo. But it was never saw for, It never got off the drawing board. I think they only had one prototype. It never was used in any level of, of uh, you know, major conflict or influence. It was just kind of a test gun, and there's only pictures of it. So now it gives people the chance to actually use this weapon and see, oh, this is how it was like, or use these older style guns that a lot of people aren't accustomed to. You know, the problem is a lot of kids today, all they know, all they see is, you know, the AR-15, like, all the black guns, all these plastic Our guns. Our most favorite rentals or yeah. Glock 19, yeah. AR-15, AK-47, yeah. those three. So it would be Glock would be 45%, AR would be 45%, and AK would be 5%. And then a half a percent is everything else on the yeah. world. 250 and, and guns. And not that there's anything wrong with that. I mean, that's just how that's how the platforms to, of today are evolved. I think the AR-15 is a fantastic platform because you, you can customize it to anything you want, any caliber, any barrel length, whatever. But I think people need to be more exposed to these older weapons to have an appreciation for how far we've come and how we got to today, you know? For many people walking into a range the first time, it's quite intimidating. So when you walk in through the double doors, the first thing you'll see on your left is a concierge. When people walk in, they can take a tour of the range, or maybe they're coming in for an appointment with one of my instructors or me, and they'll be directed to the right classroom. It kind of softens the entire experience. It makes people feel more at home. As you walk further into the range, you're going to notice we have New Jersey's only indoor 50-yard range, which is heated and air-conditioned. The dividers at each port are bulletproof. They're extra wide ports so two people can stand side by side and shoot. There's lights in the ports so you're well lit. We also have three times as much light down range that the average range would have because I believe it's important that the targets are well lit. 
Our target retrieval system is all digital. You program how many feet you want to send it out and it stays there. Both of our ranges are tactically baffled, which means when we run our higher level courses, you can move forward to the firing line and shoot in any direction and bullets can't escape. When you come out of the 50 yard range, to your left you'll see our large classroom and go back up to the concierge and make a right, we have two smaller classrooms. And those classrooms are for small one-on-one -on -one classes, our Build-A-Bear, Building an AR. As you enter through there, you'll see that we have a uh, portal with a key to go into our Platinum Lounge. They can sit around and watch TV on the leather uh, chairs or couches, and they can maybe work deals with their uh, clients. And you normally don't see a cafe in an indoor range. In New Jersey, we have this archaic law where you're only supposed to go from your house to the range, range to the house with no unnecessary deviations. I'm seeing a lot more families coming in now where they have multiple kids and the wife will stay in the cafe with one or two kids and they'll do a handoff. To me, it's very important that people are treated like family, so the bathrooms are very high-end. We use marble and corian and really nice tile and full-length dividers so that people are comfortable when they come in. When you exit the bathroom, you'll see the Gun for Hire radio studio where Sandy and I tape our show. After you pass that and you make a left, you'll notice our retail area. Over 120 firearms for rent. As you turn 180 degrees, you see the large sections of bulletproof glass. That's our 25-yard range. And inside our 25-yard range, we have 13 ports. Those ports are even wider than the 50-yard range. Both ranges have full-time range safety officers. In case you have any questions or concerns, they're there to help you. With the news, events, and political shenanigans impacting your freedom, you're listening to Gun For Hire Radio, the most listened to Second Amendment broadcast in the nation. Don't forget to follow me, Ants Rants, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube, and whatever hell else you can think of. Don't forget to check out Dr. Brian Tans at NewYorkSmile.com, NewYorkSmile.com. Send him a message. Give him a five star. The last thing I want to talk about is say a prayer that in two days we get the Rogers case granted cert. 90% granted cert or put on hold for the other 10%, but not kicked back down. I want to see Murphy and Grubel's uh, faces if that comes down. Please do not forget to support those who support you. Gun for Hire Woodland Park Range. We have the Recall Murphy petition here. Helpsavenj.com. Helpsavenj.com. Petitions are here seven days a week up until the end of the year and uh, Terry Beck is coming down and they're going to be having uh, some signing events here they're on the uh, Gun For Hire website and uh, the Help Save NJ page uh, I'm done with housekeeping John the only question I have for you is yeah. I, you know everybody has different mental capacities mm-hmm Everybody has a different threshold because we're going to get an email from John Willett that I'm forwarding to you, by the way. Okay. Uh, everybody has uh, a different threshold for fantasy and reality. Mm -hmm. So my thing is I knock video games all the time because I think maybe you can play video games 12 hours a day for 10 years and differentiate between fantasy and reality. Absolutely. But what about the kid that can't that ends up becoming an active shooter because of everything he's learned and been conditioned and numbed down from? I'm actually going to cover that uh, okay. once we cover the bad. So Get uh, on it. I'll get to that. Uh, go Before ahead. you get to that, I, I have a question because yeah. I've never played a video. I Me mean, either. Yeah. I've there's never played one. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And, like you say that the you get a chance to use these different guns. Yeah. How, how does that work? I mean, do you have like a, an actual like 
I, I was just going to sound so, stupid, right? So, no, no, no. No, it's fine. No such there are no such thing as stupid questions. Only stupid people. If, well, well, that's... <laughs> yeah, I... So, so the stupid point person is, asking you stupid is, questions. Uh, the way they work is you just have your controller, you select your gun, and you just... The way the controls is uh, configured, you know, you have, like, two triggers. You use your left trigger, you aim, and then your right trigger fires, if that makes any sense. If I had an actual controller, I could show you, but... Uh, yeah, it's as simple as, you know, whatever gun you want, grab it, use it, and you're good to go. And how do you, like, how do you see, like, wh what are you seeing on the screen? You it's just you virtual. You see the gun? And you see the, yeah, you see and the And do they operate, how do they operate differently? In what, what respect? Well, like, uh, I mean, if I'm pulling, like, if I use my controller, this thing that you said, which I've never seen. Yeah. And I'm... Uh, Pulling the trigger or pressing a button. What do you do? Press buttons. Yeah, you press. Uh, yeah, uh, you press buttons and stuff like that. Does so it, do you get a tactile response? Yeah, you get like the f controller vibrates every time you shoot. So okay. it's like almost feels like. Well, the best way they can de demonstrate it is it feels like the gun's kind of recoiling. So there is a tactile response to it. Now, but does it feel different? Say, if I shoot an AR-15 or if I shoot a pistol or if I. It shoot depends. It depends. Some ga some games like Battlefield actually do kind of drag into the w like they get into the the weight and the ballistics of the gun. They do kind of feel, I guess, more he like heavy than most games. Like Call of Duty, for example, is the one that everybody likes to play and use. That game is just plug in, start up, pick your gun, and go. Whereas Battlefield is more like you kind of have to have a bit of a little bit more tactical tactical knowledge, like what firearm you want to use based on the situation. Mm. And again, it's don't we don't, can yeah don't let him get you're gonna run out of time. Don't yeah. let him get off your track. He That's has a habit of doing that. He yeah. always shut up. Well, don't worry, don't worry. This is this is these two segments <laughs> are actually really really short. Go ahead. So the last two segments, bad and ugly. So. <laughs> Obviously, video games have always been full of controversy <coughs> due to the violence. Uh, good examples of this: the game Thrill Kill, Grand Theft Auto, yeah. Grand Theft Grand Theft Auto, Manhunt. Uh, the game came out recently called Hatred. Uh, these games, Hatred. you know, we would that. like that. I think so. Hatred. Grand Theft Auto has always been given scrutiny because it's like, oh, well, you can go out and kill innocent people. And it's like, well, you don't have to do that. You know, the reason why this game exists, it's really just a the way Rockstar makes their games. It's they're supposed to be. Um, parodies of society so it's like you can basically get away with anything in this society but people have to understand that this is a game you can't just hit the reset button if you did this in real life you can't hit a reset button and go home and expect like okay this person's going to be back to life in, re in reality it's kind of interesting because you know you're talking about that and <coughs> I remember back in the day I have to pick my words very carefully because some of the stuff is probably still classified some <laughs> of it is pretty open but uh, the Department of Defense um, used to... One of the biggest problems, and I think, Anthony, we've talked about this over the years, is that um, armies, standing armies facing one another in the field, one of the biggest problems for a general was the fact that if you put human beings in front of you and human beings over here, there was so many shots fired over the heads of the other people because as a human being... You, it's very difficult to to kill another human. It should be. You just read Lieutenant David Gross, Grossman's mm -hmm. books yes. on killing and on combat. Right. And you'll see it about he says about ninety five percent of the bullets were shot over with the no top. intention to kill. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and that went on for years and years and years and years. And DOD got a hold of that and used a lot of um, psychologists to mm -hmm. develop to use the technology that was available to to, to have soldiers desensitized it to first kill. yeah they make they have simulations and um this is actually another one of my covering points um 
you're starting to see that a lot more now, especially with police, with the uh, active shooter sure, situations. Yeah. And there actually was a game that was met with extreme controversy. It was actually pulled before it was released. It was called Active Shooter. And the media covered that, oh, you get to play as a, like a school shooter and shoot up a school. What they didn't tell you is that you could also play as the police officer I and stop the guy. And that's the beauty about what video games allow for. It allows for a training exercise. I can't tell you, especially with VR how many different programs there are out there to actually educate people and make them ready. Well, I you mean, know? it's being used now. I mean, you, that's what Simunitions is all about. Yeah. It is about the desensitiza desensitization and desensitization yeah. of what it's like to be shot at. Yes. And you do that drill enough and enough and enough, and you hope that the officer now responds mm -hmm. versus reacts to the situation. You know, they respond accordingly to their training and doesn't just react to it, which is usually the wrong thing to do. Well, yeah, but, uh, you know, when push comes to shove, when you're put in a situation like that, it is very difficult regardless of how much training you have because Correct. you could have guys that mm -hmm. they're working the streets of Chicago and they're they're used to it. Or you can have a guy over here in Little Falls or West Patterson, and they've been on the job 15 years, and they may only have to pull their gun once. He used the old word. Well, that's how I know, and that's how I'm going to die too. saying it. So. I always think. <laughs> Fun fact, Wes Patterson was once a part of Little Falls. <laughs> Hurry up. You're going to run out of time. All right. So Can getting back to the bad. See how he ever shuts up yes. over there? So getting back to the you bad, uh, like yeah. I said, Grand Theft Auto, the Manhunt series, um, the game Hatred, which is essentially a mass shooter simulator. You play as this dude who looks like a reject from a metal concert. You have an AK-47. You're running around the town shooting people. Yes. Um, but... One of the failures of this whole rating system that I mentioned is that no one uses it. The parents don't pay attention to it. Of they course not. Do not right. Just like with the movies. Y you see six-year-olds going into R-rated movies all the friggin' time yep. because they want to be cool parents. Yep. Uh, the other problem is the rating system is failing because you're starting to see a lot more uh, games being rated E10 and M as opposed to using E, T, and M. Because what was once considered offensive for T games is now not as offensive, so that falls into the E10 category, and everything else just goes into M because screw it. So the rating system is starting to fail. Plus, with online shopping, little Jimmy can, little 10 year old Jimmy can go grab his mom's credit card anytime he wants, get an Amazon account, and order Grand Theft Auto and have it sent right to his door. They can and then the tell parents, Alexa. Yes, and then the parents mm -hmm. wonder why their kid is drawing swastikas on their uh, school folder. You know, it's just. And then you've got you parents know, you aren't doing their job, and that's the problem. I mean, right. I know I'm 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 a, I'm 28 years old. I don't have any kids, but you know something, Oprah Wimper can give uh, parenting advice. Why not me, right? So shit, she <laughs> gives diet advice. Uh, <laughs> Oprah Winfrey. So <laughs> to answer your question, Anthony, when you were telling me about uh, the people who are detached from reality, obviously yes. the two examples that I I don't want to say I enjoy talking about them, but they're just perfect examples of what happens when you don't do your job as a parent or things go wrong. Newtown and the Columbine mm -hmm. incident. So with Columbine, what makes Columbine so bad is that, one, the parents weren't really paying attention to what their kids were doing, and two, the way video games were inf influenced these shooters, or these the two shooters, was that um, the game Doom, which was a very popular first-person shooter in the early 90s, had a modding community. So what you could do is actually make your own levels. These two people, these two guys actually made Dylan a, and Clybold. Dylan and, yeah, Dylan and uh, Eric Harris. Harris. Yeah, Harris. They, Clybold and Harris. Yeah, they made levels that were based, they're basically one-to-one one one maps of their high school, so they actually planned their route accordingly and I shot these kids. I read that in kids. the book. Yep. And this was called the, uh, they're called the Harris levels. You can actually download them today and play them. Now, with Adam Lanza for the Newtown shooting, 
I actually did a report on him in my site, one of my psych classes in college. He obviously was a functioning autistic individual. He couldn't speak, but he was able to function enough in society. Those individuals, uh, and I'm not trying to, you know, downtrot any of these people. You know, they do have a warped sense of reality. And the thing is, as a parent, when you have an in- a child with this affliction, you need to take extra steps to be cautious. My father, for example, his he works with a gentleman whose son has autism. He can't speak. He's prone to violent outbursts. He is a gun owner. He keeps his guns at a friend's house. All the ammo, all the guns are at a friend's house. He's got the key. So the kid does not get a hold of them. Good. That is responsible parenting. Correct. Now, the problem with Lanza, mm-hmm. Lanza's mother, was that she was a gun owner. Nothing wrong with that. She was a gun owner, and she would... Show, bring the guns out to her kid and show them to him and, you know, have him play around with them. And she let him play these violent video games. We're talking Grand Theft Auto, Left 4 Dead, I'm sure Resident Evil. You know, I, I can, we'd be here all day with the lists. And what was even scarier was he was so detached from reality that he actually kept a journal of locations and individuals and gave them a point value. And the reason why he chose Newtown, the school, was because he knew that he would be able to get quote-unquote the most points and I believe he also uh, used a handgun or two handguns at the the scene and uh, you know in video game logic if you kill a target with a handgun you get more points so that was the logic behind all this wrap I, it up and I would that that was me wrapping it up how, <laughs> how good was that John I am proud that you're gonna be a future surgeon I'm proud every time you come up from school I'd like to have you back on I agree that video games are fun and good but I agree with you that the parents should be monitoring what the kids watch and yeah. when they watch it Sandy no classes all new dates are coming out next week's show everybody cross your fingers and toes about the Rogers case anybody out there that's botting me shilling me copying my name or anything a big F you to you and your entire family. Botting me? That's yeah, it's called a bot. What? Yeah, hiring what? a bot. Oh. So, big F you to you and your entire family. Have a nice day. Have a nice day. John Pascarello, make us proud. I will try. Thanks Sandy. for having me again. Say a prayer. Oh, Rogers. Right, right now? Oh, for Rogers. Rogers. Okay. Can it be a silent prayer? Yes. Okay, then it is. Oh, silent prayer going out. All right, well, the clock on the wall says it all. You've wasted yet another perfectly good hour listening to Gunfire Radio. Gunfire Radio is a counter-think media production. The music used in this broadcast is managed by Cosmo Music New York, New York. On behalf of our show host, Master Trainer Anthony Calandro, and the and NRA board member, uh, and the rest of the crew here at Gunfire Radio, we do thank you so much for listening. Remember, each one, reach one, take somebody out to the range and uh, go to a range that respects the Second Amendment, not somebody who is uh, in it just for the dough. We love you guys. See you next week.